Section 63 of the Book of Household Management. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Book of Household Management by Isabella Beaton. Recipes. Chapter 27. Part 5. Pastry Sandwiches. 1318. Ingredients. Puff paste, jam of any kind, the white of an egg, sifted sugar. Mode. Roll the paste out thin. Put half of it on a baking sheet or tin, and spread equally over it apricot, green gauge, or any preserve that may be preferred. Lay over this preserve another thin paste. Press the edges together all round, and mark the paste in lines with a knife on the surface, to show where to cut it when baked. Bake from twenty minutes to half an hour, and a short time before being done, take the pastry out of the oven, brush it over with the white of an egg, sift over pounded sugar, and put it back in the oven to colour. When cold, cut it into strips. Pile these on a dish pyramidically, and serve. These strips, cut about two inches long, piled in circular rows, and a plateful of flavoured whipped cream poured in the middle, make a very pretty dish. Time. Twenty minutes to one hour. Average cost, with half a pound of paste, one shilling. Sufficient. Half a pound of paste will make two dishes of sandwiches. Seasonable at any time. Petite Boucher, 1319. Ingredients. Six ounces of sweet almonds, quarter of a pound of sifted sugar, the rind of half a lemon, the white of one egg, puff paste. Mode. Blanch the almonds and chop them fine. Rub the sugar on the lemon rind and pound it in a mortar. Mix this with the almonds and the white of an egg. Roll some puff paste out, cut it in any shape that may be preferred, such as diamonds, rings, ovals, etc., and spread the above mixture over the paste. Bake the bouchets in an oven, not too hot, and serve cold. Time. A quarter of an hour, or rather more. Average cost, one shilling. Sufficient for half a pound of puff paste. Seasonable at any time. Polish tartlets. 1320. Ingredients. Puff paste, the white of an egg, and pounded sugar. Mode. Roll some good puff paste out thin, and cut it into two and a half inch squares. Brush each square over with the white of an egg, then fold down the corners so they all meet together in the middle of each piece of paste. Slightly press the two pieces together, brush them over with the egg, sift over sugar, and bake in a nice quick oven for about a quarter of an hour. When they are done, make a little hole in the middle of the paste, and fill it up with apricot jam, marmalade, or red currant jelly. Pile them high in the centre of a dish, on a napkin, and garnish with the same preserve the tartlets are filled with. Time quarter of an hour or twenty minutes. Average cost, with half a pound of puff paste, one shilling. Sufficient for two dishes of pastry. Seasonable at any time. Note, it should be borne in mind that for all dishes of small pastry, such as the preceding, trimmings of puff pastry, left from larger tarts, answer as well as making the paste expressly. Puit d'amour, or puff paste rings. 1321. 
Ingredient, puff paste number 1205, the white of an egg, sifted loaf sugar. Mode, make some good puff paste by recipe number 1205. Roll it out to the thickness of about a quarter of an inch, and with a round fluted paste cutter, stamp out as many pieces as may be required. Then work the paste up again and roll it out to the same thickness, and with a smaller cutter, stamp out sufficient pieces to correspond with the larger ones. Again stamp out the centre of these smaller rings, brush over the others with the white of an egg, place a small ring on top of every large circular piece of paste, egg over the tops, and bake from 15 to 20 minutes. Sift over sugar, put them back in the oven to colour them, then fill the rings with preserve of any bright colour. Dish them high on a napkin and serve. So many pretty dishes of pastry may be made by stamping puff paste out with fancy cutters and filling the pieces when baked with jelly or preserve that our space will not allow us to give a separate recipe for each of them. But as they are all made from one paste, and only the shape and garnishing varied, perhaps it is not necessary, and by exercising a little ingenuity, variety may always be obtained. Half-moons, leaves, diamonds, stars, shamrock, rings, etc., are the most appropriate shapes for fancy pastry. Time, 15 to 20 minutes. Average cost, with half a pound of paste, one shilling. Sufficient for two dishes of pastry. Seasonable at any time. Paradise Pudding 1322 Ingredients 3 eggs, 3 apples, quarter of a pound of bread crumbs, 3 ounces of sugar, 3 ounces of currants, salt and grated nutmeg to taste, the rind of half a lemon, half a wine glassful of brandy. Mode Pare, core and mince the apples into small pieces and mix them with the other dry ingredients. Beat up the eggs, moisten the mixture with these, and beat it well. Stir in the brandy, and put the pudding into a buttered mould. Tie it down with a cloth, boil for one and a half hours, and serve with sweet sauce. Time, one and a half hours. Average cost, one shilling. Sufficient for four or five persons. Peace pudding. One, three, two, three. Ingredients. One and a half pint of split peas, two ounces of butter, two eggs, pepper and salt to taste. Mode. Put the peas to soak overnight in rainwater, and float off any that are worm-eaten or discoloured. Tie them loosely in a clean cloth, leaving a little room for them to swell, and put them on to boil in cold rainwater, allowing two and a half hours after the water has simmered up. When the peas are tender, take them up and drain. Rub them through a colander with a wooden spoon. Add the butter, eggs, pepper and salt. Beat all well together for a few minutes until the ingredients are well incorporated. Then tie them tightly in a floured cloth. Boil the pudding for another hour. Turn it out onto the dish and serve very hot. This pudding should always be sent to table with boiled leg of pork and is an exceedingly nice accompaniment to boiled beef. Time. Two and a half hours to boil the peas, tied loosely in the cloth. One hour for the pudding. Average cost, sixpence. Sufficient for seven or eight persons. Seasonable from September to March. Baked plum pudding. One, three, two, four. 
INGREDIENTS 2 POUNDS OF FLOUR 1 POUND OF CURRANTS 1 POUND OF RAISINS 1 POUND OF SUET 2 EGGS 1 PINT OF MILK A FEW SLICES OF CANDIED PEEL MODE Chop the suet finely, mix with it the flour, currants, stoned raisins, and candied peel. Moisten with the well-beaten eggs, and add sufficient milk to make the pudding of the consistency of a very thick batter. Put it into a buttered dish, and bake in a good oven from two and a quarter to two and a half hours. Turn it out, strew sifted sugar over, and serve. For a very plain pudding, use only half the quantity of fruit. Admit the eggs and substitute milk or water for them. The above ingredients make a large family pudding. For a small one, half the quantity would be found ample, but it must be baked quite one and a half hours. Time. Large pudding, two and a quarter to two and a half hours. Half the size, one and a half hours. Average cost, two shillings and sixpence. Sufficient for nine or ten persons. SEASONABLE IN WINTER RAISIN GRAPE All the kinds of raisins have much the same virtues. They are nutritive and balsamic, but they are very subject to fermentation with juices of any kind, and hence, when eaten immoderately, they often bring on colics. There are many varieties of grape used for raisins. The fruit of Valencia is that mostly dried for culinary purposes while most of the table kinds are grown in Malaga and called muscatels. The finest of all table raisins comes from Provence or Italy. The most esteemed of all are those of Rocavere. They are very large and very sweet. This sort is rarely eaten by any but the most wealthy. The dried Malaga or muscatel raisins, which come to this country packed in small boxes and nicely preserved in bunches, are variable in their quality but mostly of a rich flavour when new, juicy, and of a deep purple hue. An excellent plum pudding made without eggs. 1325. Ingredients. Half a pound of flour, six ounces of raisins, six ounces of currants, quarter of a pound of chopped suet, quarter of a pound of brown sugar, quarter of a pound of mashed carrot, quarter of a pound of mashed potatoes, one tablespoon of treacle, one ounce of candied lemon peel, one ounce of candied citron. Mode. Mix the flour, currants, suet and sugar well together. Have ready the above proportions of mashed carrot and potato, which stir into the other ingredients. Add the treacle and lemon peel, but put no liquid in the mixture, or it will be quite spoiled. Tie it loosely in a cloth, or if put into a basin, do not quite fill it, as the pudding should have room to swell, and boil it for about four hours. Serve with brandy sauce. This pudding is better for being mixed overnight. Time, four hours. Average cost, one shilling and sixpence. Sufficient for six or seven persons. Seasonable in winter. An unrivalled plum pudding. One, three, two, six. Ingredients. One and a half pounds of muscatel raisins. One and three quarter pound of currants. 1 pound of sultana raisins, 2 pounds of the finest moist sugar, 2 pounds of bread crumbs, 16 eggs, 2 pounds of finely chopped suet, 6 ounces of mixed candy peel, the rind of 2 lemons, 1 ounce of ground nutmeg, 1 ounce of ground cinnamon, half an ounce of pounded bitter almonds, quarter of a pint of brandy. Mode. 
Stone and cut up the raisins, but do not chop them. Wash and dry the currants, and cut the candied peel into thin slices. Mix all the dry ingredients well together, and moisten with the eggs which should be well beaten and strained to the pudding. Stir in the brandy, and when all is thoroughly mixed, well butter and flour a stout new pudding cloth. Put in the pudding, tie down very tightly and closely, boil from six to eight hours, and serve with brandy sauce. A few sweet almonds, blanched and cut into slips, and stuck on the pudding, ornament it prettily. This quantity may be divided and boiled in buttered moulds. For small families it is the most desirable way, as the above will be found to make a pudding of rather large dimensions. Time, six to eight hours. Average cost, seven shillings and sixpence. Seasonable in winter, sufficient for twelve or fourteen persons. Note, the muscatel raisins can be purchased at a cheap rate loose, not in bunches. They are then scarcely higher in price than the ordinary raisins, and impart a much richer flavour to the pudding. Sultana Grape We have elsewhere stated that the small black grape grown in Corinth and the Ionian Isles is, when dried, the common currant of the grocer's shop. The white or yellow grape, grown in the same places, is somewhat larger than the black variety, and it is that which produces the Sultana Raisin. It has been called Sultana from its delicate qualities and unique growth. The finest are those of Smyrna. They have not sufficient flavour and sugary properties to serve alone for puddings and cakes, but they are peculiarly valuable for mixing, that is to say, for introducing in company with the richer sorts of Valencia or Muscatel. In white puddings or cakes, too, where the whiteness must be preserved, the sultana raisin should be used. But the greatest value of this fruit in the cuisine is that of its saving labour, for it has no stones. Half muscatels and half sultanas are an admirable mixture for general purpose. A plain Christmas pudding for children. 1327. Ingredients. One pound of flour, one pound of bread crumbs, three quarters of a pound of stoned raisins, three quarters of a pound of currants, three quarters of a pound of suet, three or four eggs, milk, two ounces of candied peel, one teaspoonful of powdered allspice, half a saltspoonful of salt. Mode. Let the suet be finely chopped, the raisins stoned, and the currants well washed, picked, and dried. Mix these with the other dry ingredients, and stir all well together. Beat and strain the eggs to the pudding. Stir these in, and add just sufficient milk to make it mix properly. Tie it up in a well-floured cloth, put it into boiling water, and boil for at least five hours. Serve with a sprig of holly placed in the middle of the pudding, and a little pounded sugar sprinkled over it. Time, five hours. Average cost, one shilling and ninepence. Sufficient for nine or ten children. Seasonable at Christmas. Raisins. Raisins are grapes prepared by suffering them to remain on the vine until they are perfectly ripe, and then drying them in the sun or by the heat of an oven. The sun-dried grapes are sweet the oven-dried grapes of an acid flavour. The common ways of drying grapes for raisins is to tie two or three bunches of them together, whilst yet on the vine. 
and dip them into a hot lixivium of wood ashes mixed with a little of the oil of olive. This disposes them to shrink and wrinkle, after which they are left on the vine three or four days, separated on sticks in a horizontal situation, and then dried in the sun at leisure, after being cut from the tree. Christmas Plum Pudding. Very good. 1328. Ingredients. One and a half pounds of raisins, half a pound of currants, half a pound of mixed peel, three quarters of a pound of bread crumbs, three quarters of a pound of suet, eight eggs, one wine glass full of brandy. Mode. Stone and cut the raisins in halves, but do not chop them. Wash, pick and dry the currants, and mince the suet finely. Cut the candied peel into thin slices, and grate down the bread into fine crumbs. When all these dry ingredients are prepared, mix them well together. Then moisten the mixture with eggs, which should be well beaten, and the brandy. Stir well, that everything may be very thoroughly blended, and press the pudding into a buttered mould. Tie it down tightly with a floured cloth, and boil for five or six hours. It may be boiled in a cloth without a mould, and will require the same time allowed for cooking. As Christmas puddings are usually made a few days before they are required for table, when the pudding is taken out of the pot, hang it immediately, and put a plate or saucer underneath to catch the water that may drain from it. The day it is to be eaten, plunge it into boiling water, and keep it boiling for at least two hours, then turn it out of the mould, and serve with brandy sauce. On Christmas Day a sprig of holly is usually placed in the middle of the pudding, and about a wine-glass full of brandy poured around it, which at the moment of serving is lighted, and the pudding thus brought to the table encircled in flame. Time. Five or six hours the first time of boiling, two hours the day it is to be served. Average cost four shillings. Sufficient for a quart mould for seven or eight persons. Seasonable on the 25th of December, and on various festive occasions till March. Note, five or six of these puddings should be made at one time, as they will keep good for many weeks, and in cases where unexpected guests arrive, will be found an acceptable, and as it only requires warming through, a quickly prepared dish. Moulds of every shape and size are manufactured for these puddings, and may be purchased of Messrs. R. and J. Slack, 336 Strand. Brandy is the alcoholic or spirituous portion of wine, separated from the aqueous part, the colouring matter, etc., by distillation. The word is of German origin, and in its German form, wine signifies burnt wine, or wine that has undergone the action of fire. Brandies, so-called, however, have been made from potatoes, carrots, beetroot, pears, and other vegetable substances, but they are all inferior to true brandy. Brandy is prepared in most wine countries, but that of France is the most esteemed. It is procured not only by distilling the wine itself, but also by fermenting and distilling the mark, or residue of the pressing of the grape. It is procured indifferently from red or white wine, and different wines yield very different proportions of it, the strongest, of course, giving the largest quantity. Brandy obtained from Mark has a more acrid taste than that from wine. The celebrated brandy of 
Cognac, a town in the department of Charente, and that bought from Andrea, seem to owe their excellence from being made from white wine. Like other spirits, brandy is colourless when recently distilled. By mere keeping, however, owing probably to some change in the soluble matter contained in it, it acquires a slight colour, which is much increased by keeping in the casks, and is made of the required intensity by the addition of burnt sugar or other colouring matter. What is called British brandy is not, in fact, brandy, which is the name, as we have said, of a spirit distilled from wine, but is a spirit made chiefly from malt spirit, with the addition of mineral acids and various flavouring ingredients, the exact composition being kept secret. It is distilled somewhat extensively in this country, real brandy scarcely at all. The brandies imported into England are chiefly from Bordeaux, Rochelle and Cognac. A pound plum pudding, 1329. Ingredients, 1 pound of suet, 1 pound of currants, 1 pound of stoned raisins, 8 eggs, half a grated nutmeg, 2 ounces of sliced candy peel, 1 teaspoonful of ground ginger, half a pound of bread crumbs, half a pound of flour, half a pint of milk. Mode. Chop the suet finely, mix with it the dry ingredients, stir these well together, and add the well-beaten eggs and milk to moisten with. Beat up the mixture well, and should the above proportion of milk not be found sufficient to make it of the proper consistency, a little more should be added. Press the pudding into a mould, tie it with a floured cloth, and boil for five hours, or rather longer, and serve with brandy sauce. Time. Five hours or longer. Average cost, three shillings. Sufficient for seven or eight persons. Seasonable in winter. Note. The above pudding may be baked instead of boiled. It should be put into a buttered mould or tin, and baked for about two hours. A smaller one would take about one and a quarter hours. Citron. The fruit of the citron tree, Citrus medica, is acidulous, antiseptic, and antiscorbutic. It excites the appetite and stops vomiting, and, like lemon juice, has been greatly extolled in chronic rheumatism, gout, and scurvy. Mixed with cordials, it is used as an antidote to the machineal poison. The candied peel is prepared in the same way as orange or lemon peel. That is to say, the peel is boiled in water until quite soft, and then suspended in concentrated syrup in the cold, after which it is either dried in a current of warm air or in a stove, at a heat not exceeding 120 degrees Fahrenheit. The syrup must be kept fully saturated with sugar by reboiling it once or twice during the process. It may be dusted with powdered lump sugar, if necessary. The citron is supposed to be the Median, Assyrian, or Persian apple of the Greeks. It is described by Risso as having a majestic appearance, its shining leaves and rosy flowers being succeeded by fruit whose beauty and size astonished the observer, whilst their odour gratified his senses. In China there is an enormous variety but the citron is cultivated in all orange-growing countries. Plum pudding of fresh fruit. 1330. Ingredients. Three quarters of a pound of suet crust number 1215. 
one and a half pint of Orleans or any other kind of plum, quarter of a pound of moist sugar. Mode. Line a pudding basin with suet crust rolled out to the thickness of about half an inch. Fill the basin with the fruit, put in the sugar and cover with crust. Fold the edges over and pinch them together to prevent the juice escaping. Tie over a floured cloth, put the pudding into boiling water and boil from two to two and a half hours. Turn it out of the basin and serve quickly. Time, two to two and a half hours. Average cost, tenpence. Sufficient for six or seven persons. Seasonable with various kinds of plums from the beginning of August to the beginning of October. Plums. Almost all the varieties of the cultivated plum are agreeable and refreshing. It is not a nourishing fruit, and if indulged into excess when unripe, is almost certain to cause diarrhoea and cholera. Weak and delicate persons had better abstain from plums altogether. The modes of preparing plums are as numerous as the varieties of the fruit. The objections raised against raw plums do not apply to the cooked fruit, which even the invalid may eat in moderation. Plum Tart 1331 Ingredients Half a pound of good short crust, number 1211 One and a half pints of plums Quarter of a pound of moist sugar Mode Line the edges of a deep tart dish with a crust made by recipe number 1211 Fill the dish with plums and place a small cup or jar upside down in the midst of them. Put in the sugar, cover the pie with crust, ornament the edges, and bake in a good oven from a half to three quarters of an hour. When puff crust is preferred to short crust, use that made by recipe number 1206, and glaze the top by brushing it over with the white of an egg beaten to a stiff froth with a knife. Sprinkle over a little sifted sugar and put the pie in the oven to set the glaze. Time, half to three quarters of an hour. Average cost, one shilling. Sufficient for five or six persons. Seasonable with various kinds of plums from the beginning of August to the beginning of October. Potato pasty. One, three, three, two. Ingredients. One and a half pounds of rump steak or mutton cutlets, pepper and salt to taste, a third of a pint of weak broth or gravy, one ounce of butter, mashed potatoes. Mode. Place the meat, cut in small pieces, at the bottom of the pan. Season it with pepper and salt and add the gravy and butter broken into small pieces. Put on the perforated plate with its valve pipe screwed on and fill up the whole space to the top of the tube with nicely mashed potatoes mixed with a little milk and finish the surface of them in any ornamental manner. If carefully baked, the potatoes will be covered with a delicate brown crust, retaining all the savoury steam rising from the meat. Send it to the table as it comes from the oven with a napkin folded around it. Time, 40 to 60 minutes. Average cost, two shillings. Sufficient for four or five persons. Seasonable at any time. Potato pudding. One, three, three, three. Ingredients. Half a pound of mashed potatoes. Two ounces of butter. 
two eggs, quarter of a pint of milk, three tablespoonfuls of sherry, quarter of a saltspoonful of salt, the juice and rind of one small lemon, two ounces of sugar. Mode. Boil sufficient potatoes to make half a pound when mashed. Add to these the butter, eggs, milk, sherry, lemon juice and sugar. Mince the lemon peel very finely and beat all the ingredients well together. Put the pudding into a buttered pie dish and bake for rather more than half an hour. To enrich it, add a few pounded almonds and increase the quantity of eggs and butter. Time, half an hour or rather longer. Average cost, eightpence. Sufficient for five or six persons. Seasonable at any time. To ice or glaze pastry. One, three, three, four. To glaze pastry, which is the usual method adopted for meat or raised pies, break an egg, separate the yolk from the white, and beat the former for a short time. Then, when the pastry is nearly baked, take it out of the oven, brush it over with this beaten yolk of egg, and put it back in the oven to set the plate, to set the glaze. One, three, three, five. To ice pastry, which is the usual method adopted for fruit tarts and sweet dishes of pastry, put the white of an egg on a plate, and with the blade of a knife beat it to a stiff froth. When the pastry is nearly baked, brush it over with this and sift over some pounded sugar. Put it back into the oven to set the glaze, and in a few minutes it will be done. Great care should be taken that the paste does not catch or burn in the oven, which it is very liable to do after the icing is laid on. Sufficient. Allow one egg and one and an eighth ounces of sugar to glaze three tarts. Sugar. Sugar has been happily called the honey of reeds. The sugar cane appears to be originally a native of the East Indies. The Chinese have cultivated it for 2,000 years. The Egyptians, Phoenicians and Jews knew nothing about it. The Greek physicians are the first to speak of it. It was not till the year 1471 that a Venetian discovered the method of purifying brown sugar and making loaf sugar. He gained an immense fortune by this discovery. Our supplies are now obtained from Barbados, Jamaica, Mauritius, Ceylon, the East and West Indies generally, and the United States, but the largest supplies come from Cuba. Sugar is divided into the following classes, refined sugar, white clayed, brown clayed, brown raw, and molasses. The sugar cane grows to the height of six, twelve, or even sometimes twenty feet. It is propagated from cuttings, requires much hoeing and weeding, giving employment to thousands upon thousands of slaves in the slave countries, and attains maturity in twelve or thirteen months. When ripe, it is cut down close to the stole. The stems are divided into lengths of about three feet, which are made up into bundles and carried to the mill, to be crushed between rollers. In the process of crushing, the juice runs down into a reservoir, from which, after a while, it is drawn through a siphon. That is to say, the clear fluid is taken from the scum. This fluid undergoes several processes of drying and refining, the methods varying in different manufactories. 
There are some large establishments engaged in sugar refining in the neighbourhoods of Blackwall and Bethnal Green, London. The process is mostly in the hands of German workmen. Sugar is adulterated with fine sand and sawdust. Pure sugar is highly nutritious, adding to the fatty tissue of the body, but it is not easy of digestion. Baked Raisin Pudding Plain and Economical 1336 Ingredients 1 pound of flour, 3 quarters of a pound of stoned raisins, half a pound of suet, a pinch of salt, 1 ounce of sugar, a little grated nutmeg, and milk. Mode Chop the suet finely, stone the raisins and cut them in halves. Mix these with the suet. Add the salt, sugar and grated nutmeg and moisten the whole with sufficient milk to make it of the consistency of thick batter. Put the pudding into a buttered pie dish and bake for one and a half hours or rather longer. Turn it out of the dish, strew sifted sugar over and serve. This is a very plain recipe and suitable where there is a family of children. It of course can be much improved by the addition of candied peel, currants and rather a larger proportion of suet. A few eggs would also make the pudding richer. Time, one and a half hours. Average cost, ninepence. Sufficient for seven or eight persons. Seasonable in winter. Introduction of sugar. Sugar was first known as a drug and used by the apothecaries, and with them was a most important article. At its first appearance, some said it was heating, others that it injured the chest, others that it disposed persons to apoplexy. The truth, however, soon conquered these fancies, and the use of sugar has increased every day, and there is no household in the civilised world which can do without it. Boiled Raisin Pudding Plain and Economical 1337 Ingredients 1 pound of flour half a pound of stoned raisins, half a pound of chopped suet, half a saltspoonful of salt, and milk. Mode. After having stoned the raisins and chopped the suet finely, mix them with the flour, add the salt, and when these dry ingredients are thoroughly mixed, moisten the pudding with sufficient milk to make it into rather a stiff paste. Tie it up in a floured cloth, put it into boiling water, and boil for four hours. Serve with sifted sugar. This pudding may also be made in a long shape, the same as a rolled jam pudding, and will then not require so long boiling. Two and a half hours would then be quite sufficient. Time. Made round, four hours. In a long shape, two and a half hours. Average cost, ninepence. Sufficient for eight or nine persons. Seasonable in winter. Boiled rhubarb pudding, 1338. Ingredients, 4 or 5 sticks of fine rhubarb, half a pound of moist sugar, 3 quarters of a pound of suet crust, number 1215. Mode, make a suet crust with 3 quarters of a pound of flour by recipe number 1215, and line a buttered basin with it. Wash and wipe the rhubarb, and if old, string it. That is to say, pare off the outside skin. Cut it into inch lengths, fill the basin with it, put in the sugar, and cover with crust. 
pinch the edges of the pudding together, tie over it a floured cloth, put it into boiling water, and boil from 2 to 2 and a half hours. Turn it out of the basin, and serve with a jug of cream and sifted sugar. Time, 2 to 2 and a half hours. Average cost, 7 pence. Sufficient for 6 or 7 persons. Seasonable in spring. Rhubarb tart. 1339. Ingredients. Half a pound of puff paste, number 1206. About 5 sticks of large rhubarb. A quarter of a pound of moist sugar. Mode. Make a puff crust by recipe number 1206. Line the edges of a deep pie dish with it and wash, wipe and cut the rhubarb into pieces about one inch long. Should it be old and tough, string it, that is to say, pare off the outside skin. Pile the fruit high in the dish, as it shrinks very much in the cooking. Put in the sugar, cover with crust, ornament the edges, and bake the tart in a well-heated oven from a half to three quarters of an hour. If wanted very nice, brush it over with the white of an egg beaten to a stiff froth, then sprinkle on it some sifted sugar, and put it in the oven just to set the glaze. This should be done when the tart is nearly baked. A small quantity of lemon juice and a little of the peel minced are by many persons considered an improvement to the flavour of rhubarb tart. Time, half to three quarters of an hour. Average cost, ninepence. Sufficient for four or five persons. Seasonable in spring. Rhubarb. This is one of the most useful of all garden productions that are put into pies and puddings. It was comparatively little known till within the last twenty or thirty years, but is now cultivated in almost every British garden. The part used is the footstalks of the leaves, which, peeled and cut into small pieces, are put into tarts, either mixed with apples or alone. When quite young, they are much better not peeled. Rhubarb comes in season when the apples are going out. The common rhubarb is a native of Asia. The scarlet variety has the finest flavour. Turkey rhubarb, the well-known medicinal drug, is the root of a very elegant plant, rhum palmatum, coming to the greatest perfection in tartary. For culinary purposes, all kinds of rhubarb are the better for being blanched. Raised pie of poultry or game. 1340. Ingredients. To every pound of flour, allow half a pound of butter, half a pint of water, the yolks of two eggs, half a teaspoonful of salt, these are for the crust, one large fowl or pheasant, a few slices of veal cutlet, a few slices of dressed ham, force meat, seasoning of nutmeg, allspice, pepper and salt, gravy. Mode. Make a stiff short crust with the above proportion of butter, flour, water and eggs, and work it up very smoothly. Butter a raised pie mould, as shown in number 1190, and line it with a paste. Previously to making the crust, bone the fowl, or whatever bird is intended to be used, lay it breast downwards upon a cloth, and season the inside well with pounded mace, allspice, pepper and salt. Then spread over it a layer of forcemeat, then a layer of seasoned veal, and then one of ham, and then another layer of forcemeat, and roll the fowl over, making the skin meet at the back. 
Line the pie with forcemeat, put in the fowl, and fill up the cavities with slices of seasoned veal and ham and forcemeat. Wet the edges of the pie, put on the cover, pinch the edges together with the paste pincers, and decorate it with leaves. Brush it over with beaten yolk of egg, and bake in a moderate oven for four hours. In the meantime, make a good strong gravy from the bones. Pour it through a funnel into the hole at the top, cover this hole with a small leaf, and the pie, when cold, will be ready for use. Let it be remembered that the gravy must be considerably reduced before it is poured into the pie, as, when cold, it should form a firm jelly, and not be the least degree in a liquid state. This recipe is suitable for all kinds of poultry or game, using one or more birds, according to the size of the pie intended to be made. But the birds must always be boned. Truffles, mushrooms, etc., added to this pie, make it much nicer. And to enrich it, lard the fleshy parts of the poultry or game with thin strips of bacon. This method of forming raised pies in a mould is generally called a timbale, and has the advantage of being more easily made than one when the paste is raised by the hands, the crusts beside being eatable. Time. Large pie, four hours. Average cost, six shillings and sixpence. Seasonable with poultry all the year, with game from September to March. Raised pie of veal and ham. One, three, four, one. Ingredients. Three or four pounds of veal cutlets. A few slices of bacon or ham. Seasoning of pepper, salt, nutmeg and allspice. Force meat number 415. Two pounds of hot water paste number one two one seven, half a pint of good strong gravy. Mode. To raise the crust for a pie with the hands is a very difficult task, and can only be accomplished by skilled and experienced cooks. The process should be seen to be satisfactorily learned, and plenty of practice given to the making of raised pies as by that means only will success be ensured. Make a hot water paste by recipe number 1217, and from the mass raise the pie with the hands. If this cannot be accomplished, cut out pieces for the top and bottom, and a long piece for the sides. Fasten the bottom and side piece together by means of egg, and pinch the edges well together. Then line the pie with force meat made by recipe number 415, Put in a layer of veal and a plentiful seasoning of salt, pepper, nutmeg and allspice, as, let it be remembered, these pies taste very insipid unless highly seasoned. Over the seasoning place a layer of sliced bacon or cooked ham, and then a layer of forcemeat, veal seasoning and bacon, and so on, until the meat rises to about one inch above the paste, taking care to finish with a layer of forcemeat to fill all cavities of the pie, and to lay in the meat firmly and compactly. Brush the top edge of the pie with beaten egg, put on the cover, press the edges, and pinch them round with paste pincers. Make a hole in the middle of the lid, and ornament the pie with leaves, which should be stuck on with the white of an egg, then brush it all over with the beaten yolk of an egg, and bake the pie in an oven with a soaking heat from three to four hours.
To ascertain when it is done, run a sharp-pointed knife or skewer through the hole at the top into the middle of the pie, and if the meat feels tender, it is sufficiently baked. Have ready about half a pint of very strong gravy, pour it through a funnel into the hole at the top, stop up the hole with a small leaf of baked paste, and put the pie away until wanted for use. Should it acquire too much colour in the baking, cover it with white paper, as the crust should not in the least degree be burnt. Mushrooms, truffles and many other ingredients may be added to enrich the flavour of these pies, and the very fleshy parts of the meat may be larded. These pies are more frequently served cold than hot, and form excellent dishes for cold suppers or breakfasts. The cover of the pie is sometimes carefully removed, leaving the perfect edges and the top decorated with square pieces of very bright aspic jelly. This has an exceedingly pretty effect. Time, about four hours. Average cost, six shillings and sixpence. Sufficient for a very large pie. Seasonable from March to October. End of section 63